BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. What's up, y'all? It's Pendarvis Harshaw coming to you with a very special episode of Right Now-ish. It's Mother's Day weekend, and with that comes a lot of emotions, especially right now as so many people are dealing with the deaths of loved ones. I can only imagine how many people out there are handling the loss of a mother. I give my heart to you on this one. Just last month, I called my cousin Nikki, mother of seven, and wished her a happy birthday. In the same breath, I offered condolences for the passing of her mother, who transitioned after a long battle with cancer. It wasn't COVID, but the feeling of grief from the loss of a loved one doesn't ask about the cause. With that on my mind, I wanted to bring in two artists who've been assisting others with grief, as well as navigating their own process. Felicia and Kariga Bailey. Felicia and Kariga are a married couple. Both are musicians and educators. They make up one half of the music group Soul Development, which is an R&B and soul band based in the Bay Area that makes music meant to lift people's spirits and politically empower folks. The couple has gone through some of the highest highs and lowest lows in this past year. And still, their focus on serving the community is unshaken. Think of us as safe space curators. Creating that safe space is our life's work. We'll let you in right after this. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
I called Felicia and Kariga at home, where I was surprised to find out they share space with a very loud ringneck parakeet. So this bird in the background, what's his or her name? So the bird's name is Jafar. The best tidbit about Jafar is during Kareem's funeral service, oh, Jafar flew away. For two months and, and 17, 17 days. Yeah, and man, Jafar that's is, a whole nother story yeah. here. He, and he's still talking and fussing from upstairs in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Kareem is Kariga's brother, who they lost to gun violence a few years ago. Kareem's story is partially what inspired Felicia and Kariga and the rest of Soul Development to work with Aisha Walker in a collective called Be Imaginative. Together, they hold circles of support for mothers who've lost children to gun violence. And it was also the first leg in their journey in understanding grief. Some folks may not know this is part of my story, uh, but in 2014, I lost my older brother to gun violence, right? Kareem. I learned the power of speaking his name. I learned the power of his story through the work with Be Imaginative and the work that I was also doing in, internally. I was hurt deeply by what I experienced, and that was something I had to live through. So Soul Affirmations is this body of work that lends itself and is birthed from some of the greatest challenges around loss, around grief, but also around light and around love. Kariga's talking about Soul Affirmations, his book of brief but powerful messages that he wrote last year. It's full of sayings that I think could be helpful at any time and especially now. Mind unlocked, heart unblocked. I am open and willing to receive the lessons, blessings, and manifestations today will present. The amount of love that shows up in this text is unreal. I recently did an assessment looking at how much time I was examining love. And you realize that grief is love. It's just love after a loss. And it has a, it's very difficult to um, name love and feel love and practice love without you being able to uh, place it in the direction where you intended it to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I want to I share something really quickly, too. One of the lessons that comes from uh, my experience in loss, it reads, Today, I will be kind to myself and others through the practice of patience. I will breathe deeply to commit to this intention. It was little monikers like this that helped me get from one day to the next day. And no two days were alike. And what I would need the next day would be a new set of learning. But this helped me get through the day, right? Because all we have is one day at a time. That's all we have. We don't have tomorrow. We don't have yesterday. But grief interrupts that so deeply. Everything feels final and everything feels permanent. And it's really hard to wrestle with that. On the note of just affirmations in general, like a quick Google search of affirmations doesn't show black folks. <laughs> a quick Instagram and, 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 and Twitter search of the word affirmations doesn't show black folks. But I know for a fact black folks use affirmations like I use them all the time. I mean, even walking around my house clapping, I'm like in rap music. Like, Jada Kisses, We Gonna Make It comes to mind. Like, how do we best use affirmations? Wow. I think this is the first time I ever even heard a reference of music as an affirmation in that way. And I I think it's really dope that you bring that up. Um, Because from what I understand about the power of music, 
um, in particular of hip hop, um, there is this connection that is there. And that connection, once it's made available, opens a pathway to so much regarding choice behaviors. I don't know how they sanitized our melanin from the space of affirmations and mindfulness, but we belong there. These things have been with us forever. We have oral tradition, right? We have griots. Like, how do you think these things get passed down, right? We are orators in nature. So to be able to um, bring our voices, bring our stories, bring our likeness to it, the hope is also that it creates avenue and agency for more folks to produce these types of materials and habits of mind and literature because we need them, dog. We need them. Our, our, our people need them. Mm. The virus, in many instances, for so many folks, has been faceless, and then it started to take shape in the form of face and people we know who are no longer with us on behalf of the virus, right? And we may not be equipped to understand that. It's not just change of plans, right? It's not just cancellation of concerts and shows. It's grief. And it's so hard to name that when we as a society don't understand grief. All we understand is overcoming. All we understand is grind. The pursuit of this happiness. Right? Like, so that's what we have a good understanding for, but we don't have an understanding of grief. So if we could just take a moment uh, and remind folks to be gentle with themselves... We're just trying to get through this together. Kariga's affirmations were compiled after one of the heaviest times the couple has ever experienced. Late last year, after the group released their debut album, Souls of Black Folks, the couple was expecting the birth of their first child. 2019, you put the album out. You also are working with mothers who've lost children to gun violence. And... You all are expecting a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring me back to that experience. Uh, 2019, at the beginning of the year, so much to celebrate. Uh, Korea had a birthday. I told him we were expecting on his birthday. Um, you know, and then shortly after, a month later, a little under a month later, we... We released this album that we have been working so hard on for so long. That was so special, I think, for me to be able to bear a child, you know, to to be with child um, in such a time where our music is taking off. We had so many opportunities to perform. I mean, so many... it, it's almost even a, a blur for me right now, Penn, to be quite honest with you, because um, it, it, it just they, it comes in waves. My processing, it, it comes can in I be, waves. Can I be with you yeah. and try to create a little more context? You guys are experiencing us experience this again. Our thinking, our emotions, the waves, the timeline. So, for example, Felicia and I were in bed this morning and we were talking about uh, Kamayu. That's our daughter's name. A lot of the world has known her as Baby Bailey Girl. And I was saying that the pregnancy was unbelievable. I had so much joy every single day. 
in so many of our performances and so many in our press spaces, Felicia and I would just hold this very warm eye contact, just thinking that our child is here witnessing all of this, experiencing all of this. And then the birth of Kamayu, and that also represents the birth of Felicia as a mother, and that also represents the birth of me as a father. But then we also have a very new experience, and we're birthed into being angel parents, and no one has any anticipation or understanding of what that is. So you go through all these items and gender reveals. You go through all these things that prep you for waiting to hold that child, and you learn that your arms will be empty, though your heart will forever hold. And you're doing this dance of trying to figure out what does that actually even mean. And every day you have to reinvestigate because yesterday's findings may not apply to today's grief. You may have to be gentle with yourself and understand the lessons in today's grief or in today's joy. Yeah, I, I really wish that I could even find the words. And I'm I'm sitting here wrestling with myself, trying to understand, you know, why am I not able to, like, express what it is that I experience? And, and then truthfully is because my mind is still blown in a sense. I You know, um, I had such a great time just being pregnant, being able to carry um, my, my first child and feeling like I was very much in tune with her. And I made all of these plans, you know. And you set all of these intentions, and then it's not how you thought it would be, right? As you hear me being very vulnerable with you, um, I'm still trying to kind of work it out, you know? Totally understood. Thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable and open and um, for sharing your story. And, you know, I follow you on social media, and so I, I don't know every detail but I've seen the updates that you've shared and it's it's remarkable to see that public vulnerability I know when I'm going through some shit I, I clam up I, I close the windows you know so for you all to be very public figures artists and to be sharing this experience with the community it's, it's a community service because there are people who are experiencing very similar things and the terminology you even use angel parents like what bro yeah that I was reflecting yesterday Creek and I were kind of talking about a, a couple that reached out to us. She opened this identity up for me. She was the first person that I saw that from, like angel parents. And at first it was something that I didn't really want to accept. All of our birth stories are different. We share, however, the same feeling of missing the memories that we thought we would have. But I've come to understand that that we are still parents. I am infinitely Kamayu's mother. I'm, and I'm, I'm still working that out, right? Um, and, and I appreciate you even naming this as community service. Because this happens, there needs to be space for those mothers and those fathers who will too one day become angel parents because it happens. We have to become better as a community at the gentleness we prescribe to the mothers because you wouldn't imagine the way their wombs still hurt. It still hurts in the same place. And I've heard it over and over again from the mothers in the gun violence space. And then to learn that my wife 
has a womb that hurts in the same place. And it just really makes me want to um, tap everybody on the shoulder <laughs> and just remind them of the power of the gentleness for some things in which you cannot understand or have words for. Sometimes I feel the darkness all around me. I feel like my inner light is just drowning. But I give thanks to God that this light has found me. But all the darkness up is still far from around me. Cause even in the tunnel, man, you still see the light. I want to extend immense gratitude to Felicia and Kariga Bailey for opening up and sharing your story with us. And here's to the rest of Soul Development as well. Brittany Tanner, Lauren Adams, BJ McBride, and Aisha Walker. You can find the group's music on all platforms. Keep in mind that they spell soul, S-O-L. Also, they're the subject of an upcoming documentary by Kelly Whalen and our KQED arts team. That'll be out later this year. Be on the lookout for it. While we are extending gratitude, I definitely want to be mindful to thank the mothers who were involved in my life, especially my mother, Dolores, my sister, Erica, and Tanera, who gave me the gift of a beautiful baby girl by the name of Zuri. Thank you every day. Keeping the thank yous going, I want to say thank you to my producer, Ashley Ann Craigbaum, my editor, Jessica Plachik, and the higher ups at KQED. That's Erica Aguilar, David Marcus, and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, and before you go, I'd ask that if this episode spoke to you, pass it along to somebody who might need to hear a kind word or two. Y'all be well. Peace. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.